Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, as always, your host. And for the next half hour, you've got me at your disposal. Well, more like I've got your ear at my disposal. Because this is a free console. You walked into my office asking me these questions. Alex, how do I get promoted? Alex, how do I move up? Alex, how do I make more money? Alex, how do I work with my family if they are causing our business to fail? <laughs> business is war, man. Everything goes in business and war. Or is it love and war? Well, you take care of business and business will take care of you. You've got to love business. You've got to love the game. You need to have a love for the hustle. And your struggle will seem all but short term. The hustle is for the long run. You want the struggle to be short term and the hustle to be for the long run. But you need to have a love for it. it it's not something you graduate from. It's something you grow old in. It's, it's the love. It's the love. Sure, you graduate at different levels, different degrees of professionalism, but, but the drive, the motivation, striving, the conviction, the commitment in and of itself to be a professional, to attain consummate professionalism, that's forever. So, if you don't know the form of this podcast, I mean, we used to do longer forms, like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, man. Your boy Alex was putting in work, right? Back when I thought I was being philosophical with the shit. Turns out, folks don't want so much philosophy. They want the here and the now. Not really instant gratification, but they don't want delayed action either. You delay action, that's procrastination, is it not? So, taking it upon ourselves to form these 30-minute consults where we come across questions, we read through them, we think about them, we answer them as best we can with the context that we're given, right? Now, we treat these questions as if they come from hypothetical clients. So, we give you an inside look, a sneak peek behind the curtain on the blueprint of how we approach every case on a case-by-case -case basis. Every client is unique and comes with their own unique set of circumstances. Right? Today's question comes from r slash career guidance. And they're asking, how do I work with my family? when they are causing our business to fail. That's difficult, man. You work with family. Saying goes, you, there's a proverb, there's a saying that goes, you don't want to do business with family. Don't lend your family any money. Don't borrow any money from your family because that's how you get bad blood amongst other methods amongst other ways and that quickly could become blood money 
I've seen family relationships go sour, become messy because of business transactions, because money exchanged hands or money did not exchange hands when someone believed that it should have. It's difficult. It's a difficult line to balance on. It's a difficult, it's a tightrope for sure. And just like walking a tightrope, you need to be grounded. <laughs> Go ahead, Google how to, how do you balance on a tightrope? What you need is some gravitational pull in order to ground yourself. You're not touching the ground, but directionally, that's where you're headed. And so you want to ground yourself as you walk across this tightrope of business, especially if you're dealing with family, if you have family as associates. I mean, it's fine, I guess, to have them as associates, but to have them as business partners, right? As business partners where you share a combined, intermingled, entangled, interwoven interest legally on paper, that's, that's pushing the bounds. You see, there's a difference between business associates and business partners, right? When you enter a venture together, when you start on a venture together and, and your names, both of your names or however number, however many of there, however many of you there are, I don't know why I got caught up in that sentence, whatever number of partners there are, whosever's names ends up on these business transactional documents. <laughs> That's where disputes can start. That's where arguments can take hold. And those seeds for, for infighting get planted. It's difficult. It's difficult having to do business with those that are closer to you than your average business associates, especially if they're related to you by blood, by marriage, as friends, right? It's not too often I talk about friends, but in business, you don't really have too many friends. You have associates with like interests with common objectives, mutual goals that you can complete together in collaboration. But friends, nah, I think it, it's a boundary that few people ever cross. And an OG that I knew once told me that you can count the number, you can count the number of friends, real friends, not people you call friends, but people who are actually friends, your friends who would shoot, rob, steal for you, help you bury bodies, that sort of shit. I mean, you can do that with business associates too, I suppose, but those that that appreciate you unconditionally. You can count those people on one hand, no matter how old you are. <laughs> it's such a trip.
And the older I've become, the more I realize that the OG was right. He was, was right, absolutely, on the money. So let me, let me read through this prompt here because I'm eating a lot of time for this console. But hey, you walked into my office. You like listening to this. You want to follow us? You want to share it? By all means, the buttons are there. You know how to work whatever app it is that you're using to listen to us on. You want to donate to the operation? Do that. There's a couple of donate links. There's a PayPal, a cash app. That all comes to me. And it goes towards business expenses and legal fees. You know, anything we could write off in the name of professional development. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. On Patreon, the Corporate Cowboys podcast. And so, our hypothetical client writes, I'm 28 years old. They're not that much younger than I am. Right? I mean, I'm still older. I'm 28 years old and I have been working alongside my dad for five years now. My brother also joined about three years ago. And my fiance is also part of the business as a manager. That, that there is one paragraph. And I think the fact that they call him dad, um, maybe it's a cultural thing but I'm not going to make any assumptions. Again, if we had the hypothetical client in front of us, we would be taking down this information as far as their biographical background, experience, education, all of it. And if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, then you know, not only do I drop gems, but I drop patterns too, right? That should be a pattern that you should have picked up within the first five episodes of this uh of this new form of podcast is that you need to know your client in order to serve your client sure you can go out and market and target but if you don't know who you're marketing to or who you're actually targeting if you don't take down this demographical information and that's everything from biographics to, to background. If you don't take down this demographical information, how exactly are you going to know the best way to inform your opinion? Right? And I say this every episode. As a disclaimer, everything we say, everything we say in regards to this question, the, the advice, the opinion that we appear to give, our opinions are not legal advice, nor should you, the listener, be construing them as legal advice, right? We do not condone or promote any wrongful activity or wrongdoing, right? You assume any risk of uh, finding that these shoes fit you and lacing them up. You assume the risk of that. We don't. <laughs> So we find that the family business is thick. Son, brother, the father, and the fiance all working together. Again, we don't know what industry they're in yet, but they continue writing. Maybe we'll find out. 
They say, we are a building company and cash flow, a building company, like a construction company, you mean? We are a building company. Okay, 28 year old, come on, get with the program. We are a building company and cash flow is always an issue and clients don't pay us as well as they should. Myself and my dad are directors and he has always wanted it to be a quote, family business. And for all of us children to be involved, we have also made a few of our managers directors recently. So some of the managers, some of the ones who are actually putting in the work and have a little bit more uh, technical knowledge of what goes on on the ground floor or at the ground floor, at the ground level, just on the ground, in the trenches, right? Some of these managers, they are now promoting, moving up to become directors. Again, we don't know, we're not privy to the uh, compensation plans or that, that they, those directorship positions come with, but I would imagine it's something, you know, worthwhile. Something to keep directing their department unless they're continuing to hire and replace those managers as they move up. Again, more questions to ask to follow up with the hypothetical client, which if we had them in front of us, it would be a thorough, thorough and fleshed out interview to get all this information before we could even venture to pose an opinion, right? Continuing, my brother works from home around three hours away and this is a big issue. Damn, that sounds like a big fucking issue. But if they work from home, I hope, I imagine that they're taking on those administrative duties or those executive duties that they can manage from home. Whether it's emailing clients, keeping up with them, following up, Zoom meetings, conferences. Again, we don't know. They're three hours the fuck away and we would ask if we could, but we can't, unfortunately. No one in the company respects him. <laughs> he basically gets to do what he wants and we have clear facts that his department is losing us money, but my dad won't hear of it. Okay, well, it sounds like short-sightedness for the sake of family business, right? If you have clear facts and your father wants to hear nothing about it, and your brother doesn't want to show up to work. That's an issue. That's an issue. Continuing, we tried to discuss it in our manager's meeting last week. And afterwards, I got a phone call from my dad saying, quote, he's your brother, quote, and to basically watch what we say because he's upset. <laughs> He's losing the company money. What he's, he's not pulling his weight. What he's not developing himself or what he's just running on those vapors, getting high on those vapors of being the owner's kid, the owner's son, right? I mean, and it's not saying much, this 28 year old hypothetical client is also the owner's son. 
And far be it from me to say that the situation is going to improve. I mean, they're pretty deep and entangled. They're working there and their fiance is working there. I think they should be uh, thinking as a team instead of having their father direct their lives. But, but because they are there now, they're making a check, earning money from them, earning their livelihood essentially, right? That's where they feed their family from or their potential family from. That's where they feed and clothe themselves for the moment. I get it. You want to abide by your father's wishes as best as possible. But if they are not making good business sense, what, you're going to go down with this burning ship? You're not the captain. <laughs> you're not the captain. You want to present this evidence, present these facts to the owner. Good luck. The person whom you're presenting these facts against just happens to be your brother, right? And so if your brother is coasting along on the fact that they're the owner's kid, what prospects do you have of the owner actually doing anything about it to address it? I mean, we corporate cowboys, we are not suggesting that your father kick your brother's ass into shape. Tell him to pull more weight. But as an owner, your father should be asking questions of your brother's department and your brother. Has your father trained you both how to lead, how to be managers even? And it sucks that I have to point this out that they're your father and you're their son. But put the family relations aside. They are your supervisor. And you are their manager. You are their subordinate. You are their middle manager. And this other middle manager, the one you have adverse facts about, the, the negative facts, the, uh, the, the, the cash bleeding facts, the negative cash flow facts about, they're also a middle manager and they're in the same rank as you are. And you are in the same organization together. Questions you should be asking should be directed to your brother and your brother's department, to this other middle manager, to find what they are doing right, what they are doing wrong, their strengths, their weaknesses, opportunities for improvement. Is there more training needed, more resources in a certain area? I mean, it, it sounds too easy of a scapegoat, too easy of a justification to just say, oh, they're working from home. They're three hours away from work. They must not care about the job because they're not here physically. They're not here physically present. We don't know what they're doing at home. Right? This, this career counseling shit gets a little deeper. The plot thickens when you're dealing with family. I mean, beyond career counseling, we've counseled families before.
I've canceled families before. Sometimes what's needed is someone to take the lead. Take the lead, but not assert themselves. But just take the first step. Show you have those attributes of a leader. Show you can lead. But as a professional, demonstrate that you're working together. As a cohesive unit. Notice how I left out family. As a cohesive unit. As an organized firm. A building company. <laughs> There's got to be a better word for that. I would definitely be railing on the hypothetical client over that. What, what the fuck is a building company? You mean construction? You mean development? You mean contracting? We don't know. Too general, too vague. We would love to know. But ultimately, that's secondary to the primary issue of lack of leadership. Now, I've been around enough to recognize that this tends to be a common, unfortunately, somewhat patterning issue in family businesses is that the parent still wants to assert themselves as the parent. So they're not just the boss or the owner, but they're also the dad, which is why you're calling them here the dad. And that's kind of what I was alluding to in the beginning with the fact you're 28, you work for him and still call him dad. <laughs> and you have a fiance. Again, I'm not bagging on you. I don't know too much about you. You got to grow the fuck up, right? And if that hurts, it may be because your dad, your dad wasn't leading you into business. Your dad was just parenting you into the family business, which is why he comes back with this retort after the manager's meeting. Oh, he's your brother and he's upset. Go fucking talk to him. <laughs> talk to him about what? His department? Because <laughs> this is business. We're not talking about, oh, he ate, dad, he ate my lunch out of the fridge. No, we're talking about dad, dad, or boss. We're losing every quarter. And it's coming from this department. What do we do? How do we address it? How do we triage the shit to stop the bleeding, the hemorrhaging? But that requires everybody being involved, everybody taking a part, recognizing the role they play, not just as family, because you could always lean. I don't mean rely. Sometimes you cannot rely on family, but you could always lean, lean on that family tie until it fucking snaps. Oh, I'm family. Oh, I'm your son. Oh, I'm your dad. That's your brother. Fucking, who gives a shit? If he's losing you money, you need to address it 
as the money that's being lost. The opportunity to both be a dad and a leader in business is right there. But again, I'm not in the box. I'm just thinking outside of it for you. It's what you paid me for. Hypothetically, right? It's what you came into my office for to ask. It's what clients, and you're not my client. It's what this hypothetical client would be paying me for. It's to even show the owner, the father, how to investigate opportunities for improvement, opportunities to develop professionally. We don't even know what the brother does for him to be fumbling the bag so fucking bad. Let me continue reading a bit. I mean, we're almost done here, and I'm sorry I've kind of gone off on tangents, but I've said it before, this serves as a form of both practice for me and cathartic therapy. I've worked with family before. I've seen family work together. Again, I've dealt with families. I've counseled families. It's difficult. It really is. So we tried to discuss in our manager's meeting last week, and afterwards I got a phone call from my dad saying he's your brother, and to basically watch what we say because he's upset. Fucking... <laughs> All of the other directors agree with me, and they don't like the fact my brother was made a director also without them being informed. And my dad promised people transparency as directors, but it seems like it's still him making all the decisions. Sounds like a shittily run corporation. And, well, I mean, we don't even know what type of entity they're in, right? But. But if it is a corporation and there are directors, and these directors are shareholders, <clears throat> I mean, your, your dad's kind of exposing himself. Your dad is showing the soft white underbelly. It's primed for a fucking shareholder suit, a lawsuit. Because they're making these decisions, which again, we don't know, right, what the what their incorporating documents look like. You see, look at me. Now I'm digging into, into legal theory. We don't know what their, what their shareholders agreement, if they even have one, looks like. Their bylaws, if they have them, what they look like. But if they have directors and this chairman, the CEO, the owner, your father, is just acting unilaterally, making these decisions when they should be presenting them to the other directors, to the board of directors, to decide together and vote. If he's just making these decisions unilaterally, that's a lawsuit, baby. You need to, <laughs> you need to move very carefully. Tread very carefully. If you don't, you're liable. At least your father is. And in turn, family is because you all work together not just monetarily but the reputation in the industry the building industry if it's 
that big or if you're that known. Continuing, on top of this, my dad spends money like crazy. Our company has already failed once and we owe money and we owe people money, but instead he spends money on client events, fancy hotels in London, training days, and materialistic items. Yeah, it just sounds like it's shittily run. I wonder if you guys have an accountant. I wonder if you guys uh, engage with CPAs. I mean, that's how you keep all that shit in line. You create budgets, keep balance sheets. Again, we don't know how big the company is. We don't know how many directors, the total number of directors there are and the employees under them. The number of departments. You see, th this, this could be a company that's doomed to fail or a company that's just going through a rough patch because they have this family bubble. Maybe next quarter, next fiscal year, they get voted out and the company won't have this problem anymore. Maybe, maybe then the family could take a step back and recapacitate and realize that they were the ones with the issue, not the company. And when they were in the company, they should have been thinking corporate. They should have been thinking professionally instead of emotionally. But it's what you get when you deal with family. It's just an extra layer of emotion. And emotion is good. Emotion can be nice. You must learn to control it. I've said this before. You have to move calm, collected, cool calculated going into business and if you should so choose to go into business with family they've got to be moving the same way otherwise they're a risk and if these are people you grew up with then you should know that's why they say it's some of the riskiest business dealing with family because you assume the risk knowing who it is you do business with. And them being family, you can't just cut ties. What are you going to do? Fire them? And then you have all this emotional, repercussional blowback to deal with? I mean, it's enough that you could get a disgruntled employee walking up on you. Now imagine family. That's the risk for bad blood. And they end here by saying, I feel like I see another failure coming and I don't know what I can do to stop it. I feel defeated. And like, what's the point anymore? <laughs> and like, okay. And like, what's the point anymore? Like, yeah, you write like a, like a daddy's boy. You write like, a, like the owner's son. <laughs> Which again, I'm not judging. I've been there before. Again, I, I come from a family of workers, hard workers. We've owned businesses before. And that's where I get my work ethic from, if anything. Because yes, while I was given some privileges, they taught me how to work. Since I was young. I wasn't allowed to just talk back or talk shit to the employees because I was the owner's kid. 
Nah. And I didn't even get paid. I mean, I got my food for free. Breaks, I guess, whenever. It's when I first learned if I had time to lean, I had time to clean. And then when I went to work, I got my first real job. W-2s and everything. When I got my first real job, it was with uh, a famous burger company on the West Coast. Very famous burger company on the West Coast. I'm sure you're thinking of it now. When I got my first job there, I already knew how to do everything. I just needed to go through the motions of the training to learn their specific procedures and policies. But I already knew how to wipe tables down, how to take orders, speak to customers, interact with them, customer service, mop, sweep, grill even. I already knew how to do all that. But I thank my family for it. They were geared a little more towards the business operation, towards the professional operation of it, and professional development. I mean, they may not have had that in their minds because they weren't formally educated MBAs and <laughs> had that in, in the forefront, in, the, in their foresight. And planning for it, nah, nah. But with time, I took a step back and realized that my family wasn't the issue. It's just a lack of perspective, a lack of technical knowledge and know-how, a lack of expertise, a lack of counseling, a lack of career direction. Now that I'm older and I can look back and see young Alex, I know he did right. And he was done right by his family, his managers, his employers. If you find yourself in a similar position, and I, I get it, working with family is a, is a difficult thing. You might choose the jump ship. If it's sinking, you don't have the correct leadership. It's like any other employment. It's like any other employer, any other company. What would you do? They're driving the company into the ground, and you are a director. You are a manager. Will the company be there next year? Will you have a job? Or should you be polishing your resume? <laughs> it's a tough question. But obviously we'd need more specifics. Before I tell you outright, yeah, go do this shit. Or refer your family. We're here for you. It's, this is corporate counseling. Not just career counseling. Career counseling is very broad, very general. Professional counseling. 
Take care. Have a nice one.